This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. On a secret island base. Bomb? Nobody told me about a bomb. In the middle of the ocean. Can you hear that? One podcast kingpin gets more than a vacation. We, uh, we've taken over this island, and you can't have it back, so one movie punch is dead. Do I cut the red wire or the blue wire? Now one movie spouse must assemble the team. Andrew checking in. This is Garrett. Brian here. It's Keith. To face new enemies. This is Julie from How I Met Your Friends Pod. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. Retro late fee. Massive late fee. We're watching here. And new surprises. A green, yellow, and purple wire too? This summer. Give me some sugar, baby. Comes a trailer. For cheesecake. That has absolutely no context. The periwinkle wire, the turquoise wire, the tangerine wire, the burnt sienna wire, the striped wire. How many freaking wires does this bomb have? One Movie Punch presents The Big Heads Media Takeover. Subscribe at onemoviepunch.libsyn.com or wherever you enjoy podcasts. The off-white wire, the cream wire, the eggshell wire, the heavy cream wire. You will never have to question anything. Pants are the devil. I mean, it's true. Hi, I'm Julie. Still Kathleen. And this is how I met your friends. Um, <laughs> the pants edition. The pants edition. <laughs> so, one thing is Julie doesn't wear pants. And Kathleen, I almost said, and Julie doesn't wear shorts. No, Kathleen doesn't wear shorts. But Julie doesn't shorts. either. Oh, I just... You know how everybody has that one thing about their body that even though it mm. might look okay, okay, they don't like it? But you do wear skirts. I have big thighs. You wear dresses. I do. It's not true. No, well, I can, yeah, actually it is true. Oh, for your... For, your, for my body size. Yeah, I have, for your height and your... Yeah. yeah. And they've always, like, I've tried on... I can't wear those shorts that have the cuffs. Okay. Because they are too tight on my... Okay. Um, no, I got some jean shorts a couple summers ago at Kohl's mm-hmm. when I was out here for the eclipse, and I love them. Well, and the other thing, too, is, like, I have kind of, I have a smaller waist, mm-hmm. so if I wanted I don't, to fit Yeah, my, that's true. It just, none of it works for me. So this has been your fashion and body type corner with How I Met Your Friends Pod, because we are a lady pod squad, which means we are concerned with things that ladies are concerned with, which is, which is how clothes fit you. And body type. My, my dress has pockets. Oh. I do love pockets. My dress has pockets. I have a dress that has pockets, but it hasn't, like, fit my bust mm. in a good four years. That Nicole dress from LuLaRoe needs pockets. Good. Yeah, I don't love it. But the Amelia has pockets. The Amelia does have pockets. So, we're let's do a few of the update corner right now? No. Or, I mean, yeah. personal corner. Yeah. We're doing personal corner? Sure. Um... I can't really think of anything that's happened in the last week. We had another book event at the little bookstore I work at. It was a children's book, and the author is a local, very famous author, or artist, excuse me, painter. And he signed the kid's book for Milo. 
cute. So the book is called Night Skies, and it's 44 of his original paintings, and a lot of them are, like, night skies around Ooh. Oregon. And he said, and so it says, to Milo, um, keep looking up. And then, and that's so I'm, but so then my mom's like, well, we're giving it, you're giving it to him. And I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, 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 he can this get is this. A, this is a later when Milo book. Milo is just 13? one year old and he is eating things right now. Every oh, book goes in his mouth. We went to the lake on Friday. Cute. And Milo's new obsession is he wants to climb underneath the trailer. Oh. So, because he still is bear crawling. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's fine. And he doesn't care about cement, and he doesn't care about dirt, and he's, you know, everything's fine. We put little shoes on him, and he was, like, just raring to go. Well, what we didn't realize at first was uh, two of the stabilizers in the front uh-huh. had rebar that come out about oh, a foot. Oh, no, no. And so he's under there, and I'm trying to coax him back out, and he turns and just barely misses taking his own oh, eyeball Jesus out. Oh, Jesus Christ. So we had to... Uh, dissuade him from going underneath the trailer for about an hour, and that involved him screaming bloody murder. As you do when you're one. When you're one, and when we couldn't convince him he couldn't go under there, and he wouldn't be happy in his little, like, outdoor pack and play, Mm -hmm. we had to go inside and we put on Clueless for him. (laughs) Oh, the boy knows. We watched Clueless while Brittany made Uh, dinner. You know what she could do is get, like, some fabric or something to just, once she's at camp, just create a barrier so it doesn't look like a place that he can go. Yes, we're going to look into a couple of different options for how we stop a one-year-old who is tall enough to, he could still probably actually walk under it, but definitely can bear crawl, and we cannot really get under it, or she's going to fashion something like Nerf footballs on the edge, on the ends of those rebars. I mean, she's still going to do something. That'll be... Definitely helpful. But he was so close to taking his eye out, like, I think I screamed. So that was... And you can't do that because then he... Because then the... Well, and then the campers around us are like, is everything okay? And we're like, we're fine. Um, Milo, come out from underneath there. And a one-year-old is like, "Mm, no, we're not. Thank you. And just like, he just kept laughing. my clubhouse. We're playing hide and seek. This funny. And Brittany's like practically, you know, like screaming too. And I was just like, okay... I'm going to pretend to get him, and I'm going to send him your way, Brittany, and you're going to grab him. And she's like, got it. And she, like, runs awesome. on the other side. What lake did you guys go to? We just went up to Billy Chinook. We just oh. went up to the cove. Yeah. Billy Chinook. Yeah. Good old Billers. So we went to Canada. She was in the Deschutes campground, and we went to... Uh, it's like park two or park three or something uh-huh. it's past that campground and like almost no one goes there because there's a really long ramp to get into oh, it oh i think when we went hiking there last time like we went and parked in that parking lot because the trailhead was like it was mm-hmm. on the, it was on this right side and um of the road and then the trailhead yeah it was on the left side but then it got super windy, and he had never been in the lake before, so we took him in, and he was fine for a few minutes, and then he started shivering, and as oh. soon as he started shivering, I think he was like, nope, I'm out. I understand that completely. I know. I'm always cold. I know. I get cold looking at water. It was um, so nice, though. It was. It was a really good weekend to be at the lake. We were also at the lake. We went to Goldis again, and we went sailing. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's why we recorded on Monday last week. Right. And it was good. And then my week was kind of, you know, work. And uh, I did 
we have officially hit fire season. Mm. Trevor came to work. I get off at 5, and he was there at 4.50 and said, I just want to say goodbye. Yeah, that's a... So, I mean, that's a bummer the way that it's just like, oh, hey, hi, I gotta go. Well, I mean, that's par for the course. I yeah. was not really surprised by that, but he usually doesn't stop by work, but there were some extra things that needed to happen before he could go, so... Yeah. He took off for Alaska, and um, that's... You know, yeah. where we are right now. So I mean, that's not where we are. That's where he is. Yeah. And he sent me, he sent me a screen grab of his weather, and I was like, oh, that looks kind of gloomy because it was sixteen, it was gray. You know, the apple yeah. was gray or whatever. And he goes, no, look at the sunrise and sunset. Oh, that's right. Sunset. What sunset was at? Oh, forty six. And sunrise is, was at two thirty eight. Yeah. It's fucking wild. I know. It is really crazy. I do want to go to Alaska sometime. I want to it's go to still, Alaska when it's doing that. Yeah, it's still on my bucket list. Yep. Um, so tonight we are going to cover two very awesome episodes of both of our shows. And for that reason, we may go a little long. We have some things to extra say. things to talk about with both episodes. So... Um, we're going to start with Friends, episode 11, which is the one with the lesbian wedding. So we're going to recap and do our normal thing for the episode, and then we have uh, a lot to talk Something about at the say. end with, like, the social um, implications of this show for the time that it aired, which was 1996 and then 2019. So stick around for that. Um, but let's go ahead and get started with that. So our episode opens with uh, Ross, like... At his apartment, Susan and Carol are there, and he's giving back, like, Ben's, you know, toys and stuff. And Mm -hmm. then is like, oh, and Ben. And you can see him, he's in his, like, carrier, and he had a blanket over him. And it's almost like a little peekaboo. And then then he's just there. And so they're about to leave, and Susan, like, does she clear her throat? Yeah, she clears her throat. And looks at Carol, and Carol's like, oh, Oh, I have some news about us. or And (laughs) Ross is like... You and me, us, and she's like, no, Susan and me, us, and Susan, Susan goes, goes the, the other, other us. us. And now, if this was a, uh, you know, mom, dad, you know, exes, and new husband or new boyfriend, you'd still get confused of like which us you're talking about. This is a thing that I'm sure happens with blended families because, like, uh, which us are you talking about? I don't... I think that's a Ross thing. You think? Yeah, I think Ross is still... I mean, and we'll get into this because of some of the stuff he says later in the episode. Mm. But, um... I think it's a Ross thing. I, coming from a blended family, knew who us was in every context. Hmm. We're going to... The beach. We're going to... Oh, right. But if you're all standing in a room and it's like, I need to talk about... I have something to say about us... Why, why would... Yeah. No. Okay. It's a Ross thing. Hmm. Okay. Sorry. So, so, Carol tells him that um, she and Susan are getting married, and he just kind of has a look, right? And they, they leave, you know? Or she says, you can be there or not be there, whatever you are comfortable with. He's sitting, she says, we would really like you to be there, but I totally understand if you don't want to. And he goes... I enjoyed the first one so much. Oh, and then, sorry, I missed it. My I need to go down on my notes better. My notes cut off on a page. Oh, and that's yeah, what, it did. Um, when she first says, we're getting married, 
Roscoe's, as in I now pronounce you wife and wife. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. Yes. And then she says, you know, you can come or, you know, don't be there. It's up to you. And then, yeah, he's like, well, I enjoyed the first one. And then he gets kind of his first, this is his first of like, I'm fine. Like this is that first almost. So he pinches his finger in like a baby chair, like Mm -hmm. it's a stroller or whatever. And he's putting it together. And Susan looks at him and goes, did you pinch your finger? And he's like, "Mm -hmm." would you like us to leave? Uh Like, but I can just hear in the back of his head, this is eight years in the future of him going, I'm fine. When he's not. Uh, Yes. We know this. So, um, then we're back at the girls' apartment, and everyone's waiting to watch Joey on Days of Our Lives, which I had posted about on Twitter um, to on my personal account, and I accidentally called it D-O-U-L instead of D-O-O-L. So the joke is that they shorten it to an acronym of Dual Days right. of Our Lives. For some reason, I put a U. I don't oh. know, and so now I feel bad. But my a friend of mine on... Um, Oh, because my mom still watches it. And so right. here's the funny thing. And I will, if you if you want to, you want to at me on my personal account, it's at Julie underscore edits. Go for it. Days of Our Lives is ridiculous. And if you watch it, I judge you. I did not watch Days of Our Lives, but I very much was a general hospital girl. So my grandma I, mm. raised me on soap operas, and we watched All My Children and The Young and oh, the Restless. Oh, All My Children, too. Okay. All, and yes. So I was confusing them. I definitely mean All My Children. Okay. My mom was in All My Children, and I absolutely, absolutely was. I thought they were ridiculous then. I think they're ridiculous now. But my aunt, and then later a friend of mine when we were in, like, elementary school and middle school, we did watch Days of Our Lives, because we were not, like, three in the afternoon, yeah. and we could get home and watch it. And one of my, I don't know, my friend was like, she used to watch it with her mom, and so then she still really liked to keep up on it. What's funny is my mom didn't watch it when I was a kid. I was watching it with my grandma or my Aunt Barb, and now my mom comes home and legit records it every day, every day, and watches it on her lunch break. And so if I'm already watching TV, she just comes in and grabs the remote and changes changes it it and makes me watch Days of Our Lives. And so I was joking with somebody that like it's still on obviously like there's still a, re- or a, a viewership like it's still popular but it is fucking ridiculous oh absolutely it's so ridiculous so anyway, i can't even remember some of the storylines oh marlena being I know, um, possessed I did by not really watch days of our a lives. spirit and like oh my god oh and then what was the really short-lived one like passions or it was something else where there was a woman writing a, a like a romance novel, but there was a doll that talked to her. Oh my god, Guiding Light and all. Oh, this is my childhood. Okay, uh, my childhood was all my children with my mom, and she would eat wheat thins and cream cheese. Oh, that's oh. cute. Uh, that's like, and I had crushes on some of those actors. I mean, there are some actors that started on. Um, soap operas and went back to fourth of them and been on them for years mm-hmm. and some people that I really like started on those and that's fine. Yeah. But there is some terrible writing and some terrible acting happening on a majority of these soap operas. Absolutely. So, rant over. <laughs> Correct. So they're about to see Joey's debut scene on Days of Our Lives and Ross says like I can't believe you're going to be on TV and Joey turns around and goes I know I was thinking about it and how these are the days of our lives and like it, you just see Ross kind of be like oh okay dude like you're in it you drank the Kool-Aid yeah so 
Monica is super excited. Turns out that Carol and Susan's caterer like fell down and broke her whole body. She had a bicycling accident. Or she's in a full body cast. And Monica's so excited. And she goes, but I'm going to cater that wedding. And then she looks at Ross. She's like, if that's okay with you. And he's like, well. Would it matter? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And the guys are like, I can't believe you're not going. And Ross is like, yeah, like, why do they need to get married? And Monica's like, because they love each other, because they want to spend their lives together, and they want to show people that. And he's like, well, if you call that a reason. And then Chandler does my favorite thing, and I have literally sang this to someone, in the tone of um, Mr. Rogers' Rogers Neighborhood. Who's the bitterest man in the living room? The bitterest man in the living room. Hey, neighbor. And he sits down, like, takes his jacket off. God, I love Chandler so much. Oh, I do. Um, but I'm telling you, I've actually said, saying that to someone before. So he says, if she were marrying a guy, none of you expect me to be there. Now, this is true. And uh, n- no, yeah. my mom. So uh, No, no, no. That's what I mean. Like, I'm agreeing. Oh, yeah. They my mom not- did not go to my dad's second wedding, but that's because um, I was only three years old, and it was a very bad situation. It was pretty bitter. Um, yeah. But... About 12 years ago, when I lived in Nevada, my mom flew me back up here, my dad did, met me at the airport, and we drove to Eastern Oregon, and my mom went to my dad's wedding of his current wife, and Mm -hmm. everyone got along, and everyone was fine. And everyone still gets along. Oh, absolutely. It can happen, and it's a beautiful thing when it does, but if you don't want to go to an ex's wedding, you don't have to. And so this is going to... Even if they invite you. And this is going to come up in a little while with Ross and Rachel and Emily... Correct. And so I wish I just want Ross to remember the things that he's feeling now. Like if he go to therapy, dude. Like if he remember how you felt when you were invited to your ex's wedding. Not that she's marrying a woman, that she's getting married at all. Period. Getting married. Yes, getting married at all. So um Rachel comes in, she's she thinks she's missed Miss Joey's scene and he says, No, I'm coming right up and um there's a woman on the screen and Chandler says something like, Oh, she's pretty and he goes, Yeah, she was really helpful. She explained to me about all of our you know, remembering all your lines and smell the fart acting. That's so bad. So when you can't remember a line, you're supposed to look like longingly longingly and like you're smelling at something but but what this woman means is like at an appropriate moment of you trying to remember what you're saying and so so then a gunshot happens on tv and it switches to a hospital scene and we meet dr drake ramore and he's explaining to this woman that her sisters had this thing and she needs something done but what he does is he smells the fart right in the middle of a line correct and that's not how you do that that's not what you, you would say your line and then for dramatic pause like smell the fart and then say your next line but also, or something i don't know whose fart he's smelling she's smelling because that's not the face that i make that's true but but here's the thing as much as we love joey in this setting he's terrible he's like I, it's terrible it's not it's not it's not okay he's not a good actor well He's not. I want to I want to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt and think that it's also the writing because again Okay, yes, but also and but it's and not good. and you can't be a shitty actor to get well, you can't be a shitty actor to get a role on Days of Our Lives. But 
I mean, it's all, it's his, it could be what most people consider, like, his breakout. Like, this is where he gets to, like, attempt to be a good actor and get right. better at acting, which I think he does. So, good. But to start with, not great. So, then we see Joey, like, um, acting out some of the scenes for the gang, like, kind of, you know, redoing what they just saw. And so, Chandler and Ross get ready to leave for work, and Chandler makes a funny joke about going to, like, examine a, a dinosaur a bone. Dinosaur. <laughs> and Ross is like, no, no, that's me. And so, they get to the front door, and they open it, and Phoebe's just standing there. Yeah. She hasn't knocked. She's not even got her hand up. She's just, like... Very floopy. Yes. And so... Um, they're like, you know, how, what's wrong? And she's like, it's not okay. Or she, she, um, a woman died on her massage table, which is what, does Chandler, somebody says that's more relaxed than you want them. Yes. <laughs> let, let us not joke about death, except that it's, is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, turns out, uh, her client was named, um, uh, Mrs. Rose Edelman. She was 82. And Phoebe says she can f- still feel her spirit and that it's now inside her. Yeah, she said, you know, I was cleaning her aura and I and I felt her spirit leave, but I don't think she went very far. And um, we know that Phoebe obviously believes in most of these things. You know, she felt like the spirit of her friend uh, was in those tiny little golf pencils. Right. And, and you know, uh, she... Um, her grandma... Her- Grandma or her mom was a cat? We haven't gotten to that yet. Oh, right. But yes, she thinks that she sees her mom's spirit in a cat later on, which is a ridiculous uh, storyline. So um, then we're down at the coffee shop, and Monica is debating the wedding menu, and she um, asks them about chicken or duck, or lamb or duck. Mm -hmm. And Chandler makes a funny joke about, well, it wasn't called Silence of the Ducks. And so, like, maybe he's afraid of lambs because of that movie, Silence of the Lambs. But anyway. Isn't it one lamb, Silence of the Lamb? Just one lamb? I don't know. Let's find out. Do you want to check it really quick? One of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. So Rachel comes over, not really paying attention, and starts to serve them um, coffee, which turns out to be used. There's lipstick on one of the... It's multiple lambs. Okay. There's lipstick on one of them, there's a cigarette butt in the other, and Chandler's like, ooh, I'll take that. And it turns out that Rachel is super nervous that her mom is going to be visiting. This is the first time she's come to see her in the city, and this is the first time we're going to be meeting Rachel's mom as well. So, real quick, I want to point out, this episode has massive storylines going on. It's all over the place in a good way. Oh, yeah. And... It really involves every single person. So we're seeing Joey um, and his acting like really up close and not in like some funny play where he's musical Freud. Um, (laughs) We see Phoebe and um, her like different um, theories about, you know, spirits and what happens when people die. Um, Monica catering and freaking out. Which Rachel's very right? Monica. Rachel and her mom, Ross and all of his issues, and then um, Chandler, and we're going to find out some issues with women. And I really appreciate that because this episode could have gone very, like, let's just focus on Ross and how uh-huh. much of a... Um, how painful like, this is, how right. hard it is. And how maybe he's not handling it very well, but instead you add the mix of everybody, and mm-hmm. I think it's just a great ensemble episode. It so, makes everything else, like, it's cohesive, but everything still pops. Yeah. 
So Rachel's explaining about her mom coming and Phoebe responds as Mrs. Edelman. And you can tell because it's a cute little like, you know, New York Jewish accent almost. And um, they're like, how long is she going to be with us? And Phoebe's like, I don't know. Maybe she has some unfinished business. And then we see Rachel's mom come in, who is played by the one and only Marlo Thomas. Now, what's really interesting, and we're going to get to it, um, not for a while. I actually thought it was coming up in one of the next episodes, and I think I got them confused. confused. Um, but if you are not familiar with her, um, besides her, her commercials for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, which her dad, Danny Thomas, founded. But when she was younger... She was that girl. Which, in the Super Bowl where they play football episode, Phoebe wears a That Girl shirt. Mm -hmm. And the hairstyle that uh, Marlo Thomas walks in to this episode of Friends is very... Reminiscent. Like that girl um, flip at the bottom, like that you had to do with like rollers and cans, but it's almost like the Rachel version of it. Correct. Because it's a little bit looser and less stacked. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good. It's a it's good, good look on her. It's a so, very good look on her. Um, she comments on Monica's weight loss. Uh, Wait, Rachel, I, last time I saw you, it was eat or be eaten. Yeah. Um, she, uh, Rachel introduces uh, Mrs. Green to everyone. She's a little cold to Ross. Um, Which he I goes don't to like, necessarily understand. Um, I'm thinking that Mrs. Green knows about the list. Oh, yeah. And that would be why she's not a fan of Ross. Yeah. And I, I, I'm i down with that. Yep. And Mom is going to Mama Bear her daughter about Every shit time. like that. Um, but she's really proud of Rachel. You know, that like I she's... I went from my father's house to the sorority house to my husband's house. Yeah, she, you know, she's never had a job. She's really excited that her daughter gets to do all this fun stuff. And she does make a really funny comment about, if you didn't make the coffee, no one would get it. And Chandler goes, that That happens sometimes. (laughs) Um, And again, Phoebe responds as Mrs. Edelman. She says Mrs. Green reminds her of someone... Before her plastic surgery, because then that person looked like Soupy Sales. Soupy Sales, yeah. And I she's like, to look who is that Soupy Sales? Oh you yeah, right he was now. a he was a comedian in um, I want to say like the thirties. Oh, um, maybe thirties, forties. Soupy Sales. That's not the guy that I was thinking of. Yeah. Milton Soup Sutman. What was his time period though? Like when he says oh, he was active. Died in Go to his wiki. I'm trying. My phone is weird. Go faster. Shh. Years active. 1949 to 2009. Oh, so he was active up until he died. Wow. So that's a, I mean, that's a fairly old reference. But again, Mrs. Edelman is 82 in 1996. So like I, you know, it's very relevant to that time. So then we're up in the apartment and Mrs. Green is standing at the bay window and she says, there's a large nude man playing the cello. No. What does she say? She says there's an unattractive man <laughs> That's playing the cello. And Rachel goes, just be glad he's not playing a smaller instrument. Which is like... <laughs> so eh, gross. It's super gross, but you can also like hear the the almost the class difference of unattractive between unattractive and ugly. Or not oh. even not even necessarily the class difference, but like the age difference. Yeah, yeah. Like the... Um, 
her mom is so um, reserved. Yeah. There's an unattractive nude man, and Rachel's like, "That's ugly naked guy." Like right. we just call him that. So. So couple things. I'm, while we're on the subject of things that we should be looking for, we had talked about that desk that. Yes. The phone was on. Well, it's there. The desk is there. And with so a chair is in front the. Of it. So is the music station. Yes. So I don't know. Maybe I just was blind. And now I see. <laughs> Please stop that. No puns. Or no... Um, yeah, don't do that. Stop it. So... But, yeah. So, I think ugly naked guy versus unattractive nude man. Yeah. There's an unattractive nude man. Um, so, Mrs. Green is talking to Rachel. She keeps saying, you know, I'm so proud of you for doing this. And, you know, you, you're doing so great. And she says, I look at you and I think this is what I want. And Rachel says... No, she says... Um, Oh, no, you are right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Rachel goes, you mean for me? And she's like, well... Not just you. Yeah, and so she finally admits that she is contemplating leave, leaving her husband, Rachel's father. Um, Monica bursts in and says, okay, for a lesbian wedding... Too cutesy? Is this too cutesy chicken breasts? And not knowing what was just said, Rachel goes, I think I'm going to be sick, and walks away. And Monica goes, I'm not going to put nipples on them, <laughs> which is a pretty, I mean, that's... Yeah. I mean, it's there's already enough nipples on that show. True story. Um, um, and so then later there at Central Perk, um, Rachel's mom is not there. I'm guessing maybe, you know, she went shopping. She went to do something. And... Still using Mr. Green's money right now, though. Oh, good call. So, I'm fine with it. Yeah. So Rachel says her parent... So someone says, um, did you see this coming? Did they fight? And she goes, no, they never fought, but they never even talked. So, which again, that's, this, hello, that, mm-hmm. I mean, there's your you don't have to fight in order to n- not be getting along. Um, and so, um, Phoebe has a funny comment from like Mrs. Edelman, but Rachel talks about her parents, um, being the only ones she really knows still together. She says, you know, when I was a kid, everyone was getting divorced. Now, um, what's interesting about this is she kind of like, this almost leaves out that Monica and Ross's parents are still together, but it we does. haven't really met them that many times well, yet. They haven't been a big... So, and she also said kid. She didn't say high school. Right. And when, when you think of, like, parents getting divorced, I mean, it happens at all aged frames. Right. But it's the most detrimental, apparently... When they're, when they're young. like, 9 to 12. Okay. From everything that I've seen and read yeah i mean if it happens before you have like conscious memory then you just don't think about it no and if I mean, it happens I was like three i don't remember anything if it happens when you're in high school like cool you already lived with all the fighting and negativity potentially right you know so i don't yeah. know but i think somewhere between like nine and 12 or 13 is is really hard to swallow interesting um so but, yeah, Rachel says, well, I just thought that, you know, since I'm an adult, I'm, you know, I wasn't going to have to deal with this. Like, they were going to stay together forever. And, and Chandler's like, well, you know, when my parents got divorced when I was younger, I saw a therapist. And they said, you know, all kids think it's their fault. But in your case, it, <laughs> it really is. is. Like, because um, her mom was saying things like, oh, you inspire me. Like, mm-hmm. And, you know, she was saying things that did make it come across like, oh, Rachel's living this life, and I think I want that. Right. So, um, Rachel does say something funny, though. She goes, couldn't she just copy my haircut? Which is, Which of course... Which is, a, of course, a direct... Yeah, to everyone getting the Rachel. Um, 
So then this old man walks in and to talk to Phoebe and we find out that it's Mr. Edelman. He's super old, little old, like hunched over man. And she says... No, Chandler says, we, you have to because it's funny. Chandler oh, Chandler says, goes, my, my mail order grandpa hasn't arrived yet. And so, uh, but Phoebe says, you know, your wife's spirit is in me when she died and I think she has some unfinished business and I need your help. And so he was like, well, she said, she always used to tell me she wanted to see everything. And then he, t- this is so cute. And she wanted to sleep with me one more time. And Phoebe looks at him and goes, I'm sorry. There's, there's giggling la- in my head. Yeah, there's laughing in my head. And the old man looks and turns at Joey because they could hear the whole conversation. He goes, it was worth a shot, right? <laughs> Joey's yeah. just kind of like, yeah, like he shrugs and is like, yeah, I would have done it. And so then we're back up at the apartment and uh, Mrs. Green and Rachel are looking at some old pictures, including one of a Halloween where Barry went as a regular dentist instead, instead of, of an orthodontist. orthodontist, which is what he is. So again, we get a little bit more insight into the fact that Barry is a, a potato, terrible person. <laughs> Um, so Monica's in the kitchen, there's just food everywhere, and she's like, um, remember how I said not to come in here? And Rachel's like, actually, I think what you said was, like, come in here and I'll cut you or something. Get the hell out of my kitchen. Yeah, and so she's like, well, it turns out I really need help, and you need to come in here and help me. And so then Phoebe comes in, and she's like, I took Mrs. Edelman everywhere, we went to, like, the Statue of Liberty, we, you know, like, we did all these things, and she's still with me. And so Miss, she goes to use the bathroom, and Mrs. she says, she, she's, Mrs. Edelman's got to go again, or right. she's got the bladder of a peanut, or just something, something right. in it's reference really to funny. it not being her having to go to the bathroom. Right. And so um, Rachel's mom walks over, and she's got a glass of wine, and she just looks like she's really happy, like she's just chilling out. This is so great. Yeah. Me and the girls. And, and she's like, does anybody have any marijuana? Okay, so real quick. I love that there's only one or two references to it in this entire show, and nobody gets stoned. And then on How I Met Your Mother, it's referenced all, like, all the, the time. time. They don't necessarily do it all the time, but there's always the references back to college to, right. like, the sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I have my sandwich pen with me tonight, and I might do that after we get done recording because it's legal, it's legal in Oregon, Oregon, and I'm down. Yeah. Um, but... Rachel freaks out and she's like, no, we don't have that. And Monica goes, no one is smoking pot around all this food. (laughs) Like, that's... Well, we did actually get... The reference was it last week or the week before where someone says... Phoebe Phoebe goes, goes, a plate of brownies once told me a limerick. uh Uh-huh. And Chandler said... Were they particularly funny? No. uh, He said, were they funny brownies? And she goes, not particularly, but I think they had pot in them. (laughs) Um... And then Mrs. Green looks at her and goes, so what's new in sex? And Rachel just loses it. She and, freaks the fuck out. Yeah, she's like, I can't do this. Like, I can't talk to you about this kind of stuff. You're my mom. Right? She's like, do you want my blessing? Do you want me to talk you out of it? And finally, and oh, this is just so like, Mrs. Green looks at her and says. Out of all the people I thought that you would understand. Right. And the reason is. You didn't marry your Barry, but I did. And you see Rachel, like, it, I mean, it, it absolutely it dawns on her. And, you know, there's a sense of, like, I'm sure that doesn't make Rachel feel great about her dad in that right. sense of, like, you know, is her dad really well, it's not the that, same well, it's kind not of guy? That it's, okay, yes, Barry is terrible. He cheats on her repeatedly and right. then cheats on Mindy with her. That aside, 
Barry is not a terrible guy. He's just kind of boring and not... Right, and he's definitely not the guy Rachel should be with. Correct. And so her mom is making the point of, I was... I was told to marry the guy that, you know, like she says, I went from my father's house to the sorority house to my husband's house. Right. And in her time, that would that's have been... what you did. That, yeah, right. And like that's, she probably did She's never had college. a job. Right. You know, exactly. She, she went to college to find a man. Um, there is a college uh-huh. in our area, which I'm not going to shout out by oh. name, but it's called um, the name of the town. Instead of Bible college, it's called Bridal College. Like no. people jokingly call it uh-huh, Bridal College. Because you literally go there no, to find a I'm husband. I'm going to have to look this up. But I will tell not, you off the air. Uh, I was thinking of Mona Lisa Smile. Oh, absolutely. And mm-hmm. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. But it like it makes me so... Like, I can't it even... Me, it makes me borderline angry and sad that that was, that was right. the choice. That was expected that you went to college to find a husband. And good yeah. on you if you got a little bit of education. But it you wasn't going to matter anyway because you weren't going to go to work. Right. You were going to sit around yep. and have the babies and raise the babies yep. and clean the house and make the goddamn dinner. Oh, my God. And if you haven't yet, please go see the movie about or rent it now because it's already been out for like a year um, about Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the basis of sex. Oh, you know what? I still haven't seen that. So I good. need to go rent it. But it, it's another illustrative and thing. Of I she can... goes to school and she tries to get in and they go, and what does your husband think? And she's like, excuse I me? Don't fucking don't talk to me about this. Right. And I'm going to circle back to the fact that I actually can go to Blockbuster and rent this. True story. We Boom. still have the last Blockbuster in the world. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Sorry. So then back to our episode because we're getting real close to the end and to talking about the wedding the itself. So oh, Monica, I've got so many things to say about the wedding. So Monica is freaking out. Turns out she like doesn't think she has enough time to finish all this food. She's acting like a drill sergeant. Everybody is helping her, but she keeps you yelling at them. You peel the potatoes. You do the this, and you do the that. Yeah. And- so Joey's trying to make pigs in a blanket, but they're you know they're reluctant to go in their blanket. <laughs> And Phoebe questions her, and Monica just looks at her and goes, do you want me to cry? Is that what you want? Do you want me to cry? And Phoebe goes, sir, no, sir. So there's a funny joke that my sister and I have with each other. She messed with me one time, and this was so long ago, I couldn't even tell you. But she did something, and I looked at her and I go, why? Why would you do that to me? And so whenever we mess with each other, and I did it to her the other day, she just looks at me and goes, why? Why would you do that to me? And so then, of course, we laugh because... I was so serious when I said whatever I said to her. I think it was uh-huh. something about like a password or a pin to get into the gym we both went to. This was probably 15 years ago. And she did something. She's like, I'm just going to throw this away. And I was like, why would you do that to me? And she <laughs> was like, your face got so serious right then. Because I was serious. So I was really serious. Um, yeah. So we have. So then Carol. Mm-mm. Did I miss one already? Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. I mean, no, go for it. Okay. Uh, no, wait, I'll say it. <laughs> that was so loud. Indecisiveness is my forte. Um, <coughs> Ross is not, he's like, I don't have to help. This is bullshit. I'm not. Oh, he's on the couch just ignoring I'm, the whole thing. Fuck you all. Right? I'm done. And Monica says, help with these pigs in the blanket or there'll be pigs in a Ross. So he gets up and he balls a melon because she's like, or she gets, she right, says right, right. help. And Chandler's like, how come, how come he gets to ball a melon? melon? Which is so 90s. It is. So 90s. I, um, I had a melon baller for a little while. But Carol shows up. 
Um, she seems a little upset, a little off, and they ask her. And she admits that the wedding, like, they might not be doing it. And so Monica, very sensitively <clears throat> Very says, Monica. Uh, I still get paid, right? Yeah. Girl, I understand. She goes, or something a little less insensitive. I understand. It's true. Um, so, uh, Ross, like, pulls her to, pulls the, her to the couch. And the, he's sitting on the coffee table. She's on the couch. They're face to face. Like, hey, what's going on? Like, right. tell me what's happening. And so she admits that her parents, her parents aren't coming. coming. Um, they have not been it sounds like maybe they're not okay Mm -hmm. with the gay lifestyle correct Correct. or like getting married like you know maybe they're kind of like fine be together but don't get married which at this time was still just like a civil commitment or it wasn't even well and so that's all right we'll get there so then it um it causes carol and susan to get in a fight because susan says we're not doing this for them we're doing this for us and if they can't understand it if you can't understand that right then maybe we shouldn't be getting married and in a spectacular Moment display of selflessness of well and love and, and true humanity oh, love ross you know? says susan is right your parents are wrong and if my parents had told me not to marry you that never would have stopped me nope and it's not, i don't even think that her parents are saying don't marry care or don't marry susan they're not but going they're to not be there. going to be like right. we don't support you right do what you want to do, right? But we ain't showing up. So, and so he, I'm just. I had goosebumps watching it again. Right. Like, well, the realization Ross is, the is worst. That, right. He can really can be the worst. And here's the thing: you can love someone and mm-hmm. not be with them romantically, and still want the best for them if it even still Absolutely. hurts your heart a little. And if he's going to finally get over it and accept that she is in love with Susan. She's not in love with him anymore. They still have loving feelings for each other. Oh, absolutely. You know, mother of my child, father of my child, like all those things. Great. And it is so sweet that he says that. He's just like, he actually calls them out by name. What are are the dad's names? George, George and Adelaide? Uh, I I don't know, but I'm pulling up the, I fucking love that name. And he's like, one of the little fire baby's names is Adelaide. Oh, Mm. but he's like, if they can't understand it, then they don't, it doesn't matter. So then it turns out the wedding is back on, which sends Monica back into Tailspin, and she's like, Ball, go, 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 ball, chop, stuff, pigs and blankets. So then we come to the day of the wedding. We're at the venue. It's a really nice, um, like, setting. Um, so Joey and Chandler are upset, basically, that in their eyes, none of these women are straight. Um, Joey compares it to being Superman without his cape. No, Superman without his cape? No, Superman he's like, I have can't the fly. cape. Yeah, yeah. Who can't fly. And Chandler's like, welcome to my world. Every day, Every day is, is a lesbian my wedding. lesbian wedding. Which is not... It's not the greatest, great but it gets joke. the point across because right. um, he does not have any... He's not good with women. No. So um, the wedding music starts... And then we see Phoebe unwrapping a candy. And as Mrs. Edelman, she says, Butterscotch. Does anybody want a butterscotch? You'll be sorry later. Like, pretty funny. But um, she puts it back in her purse. No, it's just the wrapper. I think she Mm-mm. just puts the wrapper back in her it, purse. It's it still got the candy in Okay, that's funny. Unless it's one of those two-tone cellophanes, because you know how sometimes mm-hmm. like, they are yellow? It was yellow going back in her purse. Whether okay. it's the candy or the wrapper, I'm unsure. Yeah. So then we see Monica um, 
so her job in the procession is to have Ben in a cute little wicker carriage. He's in a little suit. Oh, yeah. I showed you that picture of um, Milo in the suit for the funeral, right? For the memorial service yeah. for great-grandma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He looked so cute. Um, but the little wicker carriage, and it's got roses all over it. And so she pushes him up the aisle. And then Susan's parents are walking her down, which her dad is in a military uniform. Um, and then her mom, which, I mean, there's some commentary there, like good for yeah. her parents to be um, open and supporting of this. And then to walk Carol down the aisle is Ross. Oh, you just gotta love it. So beautiful. And then they get to the end and Ross won't let go of her hand. <laughs> and she's like, Ross. 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 And so they go up. And so then um, the officiant starts, and I have great info about the officiant when we get to that part. Okay. Um, and then all of a sudden you hear Phoebe in Mrs. Edelman's voice go, well, now I've seen everything. Yeah. And then like her body does this little move and she goes, oh, she's gone. And she's like, go ahead, go, go ahead, keep get going. married. Keep going. <laughs> um, and so then at the reception, um, we see Carol and Susan taking some really fun, um, candids and Monica and Ross are, you know, looking on and Monica's like dabbing at her eyes and it's so sweet. Um, and then Joey walks up to what I think is Susan's dad in his military uniform and is like, how do you like that pig in a blanket? I stuffed those bad boys. He's very proud of it. He really is. Like, okay. Uh, we're no, not. Keep going. We're not. Because we're going to have um, to dissect this entire wedding. Right. Phoebe says that she misses Rose, which is Mrs. Edelman, and a woman comes over misinterpreting that it's a, a like a, a lover and it's like, it's like, I hear you. Let's get you a drink. Let's get you a drink. And you see Chandler. Chandler's just like, so oh, she, no. So she is like a head taller, a head shorter than Chandler. And she just steps right in. <laughs> as if she were cock blocking him. But it's not. Because Phoebe and Chandler are you know, like besties. And so Phoebe says, I miss Rose. She says, I couldn't help overhearing you. Let's get you a drink. And Phoebe's like, oh, that's really a thing. That's so sweet. That's and so they, sweet. like, walk off. And Chandler's, Chandler's just like, no, 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 no. That's what she means. And so then he turns around to the woman behind him and is just like, so I just shouldn't even try, right? And she just walks away. Yeah. And, I mean, ugh, he's not good with women. Not. Um, Mrs. Green walks up to Rachel and Monica and is like, I just dance with a large woman and a couple others, like, made eyes at me. I'm not saying I'm going to go there, but it's nice to have options. And Ra she walks away and Rachel's like, so there's more alcohol, right? Like, oh. And the joke of, like, it being an option is not great because, no. again, it implies that people are choosing their sexual orientation. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, but we also just had this two episodes ago in How I Met Your Mother where they went to the gay bar and mm. the boys were like, this is great. I'm getting hit on and getting drinks. Like, so the joke apparently still carries. It I mean, it does. does. It does, but it doesn't. That's, it's still being, right, it's still again, being it's used. still being used of the, um, yeah. It's, right. There's a there's actually an episode of Sex and the City that does this too, where one of the characters is invited mm -hmm. to a lesbian bar after an art show, and she tells the rest of the group, "Well, I really liked it because I could just dance and drink and not worry about being hit on by a guy or being like, you know, intimidated by anyone." And that commentary in and of itself is kind of sad because if you can't go to a bar without feeling like you're going to get you know like hit on and um, 
assaulted is a bummer. So, but then going to a lesbian bar is not like that shouldn't well yeah that shouldn't be your like salvation to go to someone else's space. I don't know how to, I, I have, yeah. I'm gonna say something and it's gonna come out incredibly conceited, but I promise it's not. Okay. I just get hit on in all the bars, like okay. it, it doesn't. I we went out for New Year's our first New Year's um, in Central Oregon. Nope. Our first New Year's in Redmond when, okay. after we moved. And um, we went to Fireside, which, of course, now is not there. It's just skeezy little dive bar. And um, I got hit on four times that night and got two drinks. And one of them was a lady. Okay. So, you know, it, 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 it happens. And, I mean, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. That's totally fine. But, like, it... You can go to any right. You can location still be hit on anywhere. Hit on anywhere. But do you think that you either, if you had said, or if you did say to that person, "Oh, thanks, but I'm here with someone," were they more inclined to be like, "Okay, have a good night," and they walk away? Yeah. Right. Well, as yes. opposed to a as guy. opposed to being like, no, the dude, the first dude that hit on me, like Trevor was right there, and he's like, "You are absolutely gorgeous in that dress," and then like he. Had, like high fived or did he, he had a bro moment with Trevor? Like oh my that's God, fine. like that's awesome. it was also New Year's Eve, right? And everybody's drunk, and everybody's drunk. So I, we did not drive. Like we walked the four blocks home. Like that's fine, and you have to take it with a grain of salt. And there's a difference between wow, you look great, and hey, baby, let me grab your ass. Like in any context. Well, in the in the hit How I Met Your Mother episode, it was the guy Correct. who wouldn't take Ted and Marshall's no thank you as an exactly. honest no thank you. He kept going. No, I get. I'm just yeah. You can I just, get hit on anywhere. You can get hit on anywhere. You can get hit on at the library. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I mean, I haven't, um, but so at the reception, we find Ross eating alone, and Susan walks up to him and is like, "You know, you did a really good thing," and he kind of shrugs it off, like, "No, it's okay." No, it's fine. And she's like, "Do you want to dance?" And I think he says something like, "She goes, come on, I'm a lovely person, or something." No, she doesn't. That's not like something a long, she says. Long time ago. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's like. Oh, when, she. Where they're picking up Ben from Monica's apartment. Or they're dropping Ben off. Oh, that's and right. And she does she say something complimentary. And, yeah. and she's or, like, yeah. why are you surprised? I'm a lovely person. Um, but <laughs> anyway. she does talk him in. You know, she gets him to go and dance. And, you know, they're and really sweet. so... Yes, I, like on the dance floor. Um, Chandler walks up to the same woman as before and says, penis schminis, we're all people. And she again walks away. Mm-hmm. Not, not a good pickup line. Okay, before we move on, let's dissect the wedding. Do you want me to go through the... No. No. Okay, so go back and dissect. What are we dissecting? We're going to talk about the outfits. Okay. We're going to talk about the... Okay. I... Everything about this wedding is so 90s. There's wicker on the baby carriage. This is true. There are um, uh, calla lilies. Mm -hmm. There are wedding hats. Yes. And the colors. And the colors. I love the colors, but they're very like... Yes. I, that silver should probably be somewhere in this house. I'm just, actually it is. It's like all of the sheets in this house are that pure color. Um, Oh, Carol's dress is just gorgeous. Off the shoulder, but still like It's stunning. 
and, and the, uh, okay. oh, the velvet coat that Carol is wearing oh, that she takes off later. Wear it. She's wearing like a velvet, almost like a, a women's cut of a suit jacket. But one of the articles that I was reading that came back to this, um, especially this episode, and we're going to get to that in a minute, um, but talking with the actresses, and Jessica Hecht is who plays um, Susan. Susan. Um, uh, she was on a show in the 90s with Jonathan Silverman, too, which only lasted like a season or two. You should look it up. It's pretty funny if it's still available. But she said that when they were casting for the love interest for for Susan's character and when they picked her, they wanted her to always look almost like an old um, like Victorian character. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of has that or almost like a 1920s style. And, she, and so the, 90, the 90s Version. did have a good throwback to mm-hmm. that in a lot of the fashion and a lot of things. Like lots of happening. buttons, like so old classic buttons. buttons and tailoring in a certain and, way. And yeah, exactly and the she hats. Does, she does. We're going to throw up some that. wedding pictures on social for sure because oh, they're gorgeous. God. And I. Now, the other thing is for so, such a fancy wedding, the pigs in a blanket. I, that's where I was going next. <laughs> It's so bad. I love pigs, pigs in a blanket. blanket. Are like comfort food and it's Super Bowl food, man. It's not wedding food. Super Bowl. It is Super Bowl food. But that's good. Like uh, you, I hate football and I hate the Super Bowl. I love. But if pigs you are making blankets. food, I will be there. And then when the game is on, I will just crochet and put on a podcast and I will be quiet. I won't do just that. Just feed me, and I, then I will shut up. I will participate in the football no mm-mm. i'll be polls, in the corner but i like the food a lot i mean food is like yeah, the, the cornerstone me. of every event obviously um but this particular i mean melon balls and pigs in a blanket and, and having your and former sister-in-law quote-unquote cater the wedding does not live up to the quality of decor mm-hmm. and and granted and I understand that the the caterer had a mishap that's fine and you, you need to find something in a pinch so I, I get that part of the storyline I'm good with it but she made onion tartlets for the guy that she was um trying to get a job at his restaurant like as his chef she couldn't have made onion tartlets for this tartlets 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 <laughs> the word is lost all meaning um <laughs> So here's the funny thing about this. We entertain ourselves enough that it really, like, if no one else thinks they we're funny, I think we're funny. I think we're fucking hilarious. So I'm enough. entertained by doing this podcast. Um, uh, yes. Okay. And then I do, like, the moment of Susan and Ross dancing, and you can see Carol in the background, and she's just like, oh, this makes my heart so full. Yeah. And I'm super gushy. I'm ridiculously... I love love. Everybody knows this. I've said it more than oh, once yeah, on the podcast. Gross. I'm like, oh, I sometimes play this game when I'm out in public of like, oh, are they on their first date or their 50th date? And it's like, you can tell the difference of somebody who's on a first date. They're a little nervous and they're kind of giggly. And they love to watch that. You're such a dork. Ugh. All right, so we're going to talk about the... No, wait. We didn't, we didn't actually finish the episode. Oh, shoot. Okay. So the, <laughs> the final scene is everybody back at the apartment, and they've got Ben. So I imagine that Ross is watching Ben while Susan and Carol go off on, like, a honeymoon. Yeah, but we're not going to say watching. 
It's his time to be the parent. Well, yeah. Okay, sorry. So so Ben is staying with him. Yes. Um, So they, so somebody says, which one of us will get married first? Monica says it. Okay. And Ross goes, I already was married. And Phoebe's like, I was too. Technically. And and Rachel goes, and I had had a wedding. wedding. And Monica's like, okay, sorry. And then somebody goes, okay, well, who who will be last? And they all turn (laughs) to Chandler. And he goes, wait. Wait, doesn't Ben count in this? And they're like, oh, uh-huh, yeah. And, and he's still, like, super offended. They're still going to give it to yes. Chandler. Like, so, Ben's going to get married before you. Real quick, we're going to talk about this episode in... Um, the context In the of context the of, yeah, of when it actually aired. So, I need to... No, make- actually, uh, the other thing that I want to talk about, about the wedding ceremony. Um, they, yes, but... The the officiant used very religious terms. Oh, the she officiant said, actually says God, God is, happy is happy when two, two people, people come together in love. Yes, and then um, the other thing is um, she later said, uh, we're gathered here. She uses the term holy matrimony, and I don't know... There are some things that I'm unclear of when it comes to weddings and the religious portion of it, but I think at even at this time, I mean the period of the nineties, the weddings were not religiously recognized. No, absolutely. So I don't know that you could have used that verbiage. I I would love somebody to clarify for me if anybody was at a lesbian wedding or had a lesbian or gay wedding in the 90s. Yeah. Would love some clarification if you could use those religious terms. That's interesting. So, I mean, we all know that it's been, um, you know, a political issue for a long time. There's been um, uh, states that recognize things in states that don't Correct. then it went to the supreme court there was prop 8 down in california yep. there's been a lot of stuff so um i looked it up because um i remember as i mentioned last time that when this episode aired because my mom works for our local nbc affiliate um here in bend that they they knew about some of the con- controversy as um jimmy fallon says controversy Ugh. i love him so, yeah, but I hate when he says that. I know. I did a little bit of Googling. Now, um, pretty much every single article that I found was referenced exactly what I could find on Wikipedia. So, um, for all intents and purposes, Wikipedia is correct on this with a few like minor um, questions that I have. But basically what it says is... Um, as a result of its portrayal of a lesbian couple marrying, the episode attracted some uh, controversy across the United States. Two network affiliates refused to air the episode, KJAC-TV in Port Arthur, Texas, and WLIO in Lima, Ohio, which is where Glee is set. I know. Citing objectionable content, although the decision drew little press attention, partly due to the size of the markets in question, gay and lesbian groups, notably GLAAD, decried the censorship of the episode. So what was interesting is that I I knew about that probably because maybe things went out to all networks or affiliates and my the one that my mom works for had no problem airing it. Now Bend is a little bit more conservative than most people realize. Like mm-hmm. Oregon in it of itself is actually only really liberal in like, in, like Portland big and and uh, Salem. Yeah, like the I five corridor, Eugene. Um, as far as overall population, right. 
the rest of the state is pretty conservative. So while this episode of Friends was one of the first mainstream portrayals of gay marriage on U.S. television, it was actually the second gay marriage in a sitcom. Roseanne had aired an episode just five weeks earlier called December Bride, in which the title character coordinated and attended a wedding for her co-worker Leon and his lover Scott. The New York Times claimed the biggest news about the wedding on Friends was that it was almost no news at all. However, the fact that Carol and Susan's ceremony was officiated by Candace Gingrich, a gay rights activist and sibling to conservative Speaker of the House of Representatives mm. Newt Gingrich, did draw some media attention as the casting was perceived as a comment on the Republican Party's anti-gay rights stance and the Contract with America platform. Um, a writer with the Associated Press noted in an article that week that the ceremony would not include a kiss by the newlyweds, including the episode as part of an uh, observed trend of portrayals of gay characters while skirting uh, controversy by avoiding or minimizing physical contact. And the actresses are interviewed later and actually said mm -hmm. that they were bummed out that they didn't get to kiss each other. It just cuts away right. and go, and they don't even you don't actually even see them kiss while yep. they're taking photographs while they're dancing. Um, which are all things that happen at every single wedding that I've ever been to. Right. It's basically, I don't know that anyone's ever called it this, but if they have, I'm. it's probably where I heard it. Um, it's like straight washing. So you have oh, two yeah. gay characters getting married, but they don't kiss because that would make people uncomfortable. Correct. Hey, most kissing on anything makes me uncomfortable because if I just see their tongues to, I just, ooh, okay, I'm, I'm done. The episode was the highest rated television program for the week with three 31.6 million viewers, according to Marta Kaufman, co-creator. Uh, NBC expected thousands and thousands of calls, uh, phone calls and hate mail, but actually received only four complaints by telephone. I I'm finding differing um, uh, facts about that. On that number. But here's something I found from IMDb. Shortly before the episode aired, NBC hired 200 part-time operators to take what they expected would be a flood of phone complaints for portraying a lesbian wedding. They only received 11 calls. Metro UK um, reported in a 2017 interview with Jane Sibbett, who plays Carol, and Jessica Hecht, who plays Susan, um, as saying, Jane who, play, Jane, who played Carol on Friends, told us, maybe we would get a kiss out of the wedding. We weren't allowed to kiss, and we were disappointed by that. It wasn't not allowed. It just wasn't filmed, that segment of the wedding. People were worried that that was going to happen, and maybe they pulled back on it a little bit. Um, Jessica, who played Carol's wife and Ross's nemesis, Susan, added, I must have blocked it out because it was so bizarre, but now they would have had them have sex. It's such the norm. Um, the stars also told Metro UK that they are sure Carol and Susan would still be together in 2017, meaning they'd be celebrating their 21st anniversary this year. I'm just saying. So now 2019 would be 23 years. Um, I They would be the ones together yeah so then um there was another article in the hollywood reporter and um it says when this is from marta kaufman again when we did the lesbian wedding episode of friends everybody was up in arms nbc put 104 operators on for fear of getting a million phone calls they got two a month later they got the letters but nobody called so again differing reports on, um, how, on many how many actual complaints. although mm -hmm. i um, I'm going to go with, I believe, the last part of it, because if it's an actual direct quote um, from Marta Kaufman to The Hollywood Reporter. I'd say that she fact-checked her 
Right, because she would have known about it because the the president of um, NBC, like, they would have been telling them what was going on. She did say that one of the letters they got was from a reverend, and she actually name-checked him, but I'm not going to. Please don't. Um, So at this point, that part is so far out of... I mean, obviously, we're looking back at this with historical eyes, too. Right, and and we hadn't seen Ellen yet. Like, Ellen hadn't, I don't think, officially come out on TV. I don't even Um, think the show was running yet. No, Will and Grace wouldn't come out for two more years, and it wasn't actually until 2002 that there was a male kiss on TV, and it was the actors playing Will and... Um, Jack. Jack kissing on the Today Show. It wasn't even on, on the, show. the show, I don't think. My high school English teacher looks just like Jack. Oh, yeah? Just Jack. Just Jack. In fact, um, he went as him one year for Halloween. That's funny. It's great. So, the funny thing is, is that in in the context of what I remember as a kid, this was a really big deal, but I feel like maybe it was more of a big deal because my mom... Um, not only knew about it, but because mm-hmm. I was raised in a fairly conservative household, mm-hmm. both my mom's house and my dad's. Um, my dad is a retired um, drill sergeant and uh, police officer, and he's really conservative. And um, so, you know, we weren't allowed to watch Ellen. We weren't nope. allowed to watch a lot of the other things. And then Friends did this in a really, I don't want to say understated, but it's almost it kind like... It is an understated. It is understated, but it's almost, you want things like this portrayed as not a big deal because they're not a big deal. Because they're not a big deal. If I get to go marry anyone I want, so does anyone else. So I don't don't want to say I don't care, but it doesn't... doesn't, It's not news. It doesn't negatively impact me. Right. Which it doesn't negatively impact goddamn anybody, but that's another debate. So I feel like... I actually appreciate that they played it in a way. It's kind of like how I met your mother is treating um, Barney's brother James of like, oh yeah, by the way, he's gay. Like we don't right. care. It's not. It's not an identifying like factor of these of this person. It's just kind of like, oh, like he's just a dude that we know. And so when he eventually gets married, and uh, you know Barney's like really, but then Barney says the same thing. He's like, I don't care that you're two gay guys getting married. I, just I hate all marriage. I just like, think you should get married. Right? Um, so I do appreciate the way that Friends dealt with it. And again, like I was saying, mm-hmm. now that I think about it and I read these, it wasn't that big a deal. Right. And the people who were upset by it, maybe they called their local NBC affiliate and there was some complaints. I'm sure there was because this is the country we live in. But it didn't... Change anything really. The show didn't get canceled. No, it wasn't a big enough uproar because it wasn't a big enough uproar. Like it just wasn't. Yeah, and the other thing too is, you know, you and I are saying, yeah, lesbian wedding, no big deal. Gay wedding, no big deal. But that's the world and the generation that we live in. The people that were pissed off that they're not. They're not us. They're they're. We're all moving forward, and you're either moving forward too, or you're you gotta keep moving, or you're gonna get run over. Yeah. Um. Bend Pride was yesterday. I know. Yeah. And I was in Bend, but I was having lunch with Grandma and Vicky. I did, however, wear my um LGBTQ shirt that I've had for way too long because it's got a hole in the armpit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and it says, "Don't raise bullies." Nice. I, I fucking love it. It's maroon. It's adorable. I, you know, you just, 
Just don't raise bullies. Yeah. Don't be a dick. All right. Are we ready to... We're going to break, but yeah. while we're doing that, listen to our good friends over at Retro Late V. They got some fun things happening. And we'll be right back. Yep. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Carol. And we're the hosts of Retro Late Fee. We are stuck in 1994. And we can't get out! <laughs> We're watching all the movies and TV shows that you probably remember, I guess. Somehow we're speaking to you through some kind of time portal. Right. Uh, join us every week for great movies and TV shows from 25 years ago. <laughs> it's fun, I swear. All right, we are back, and we're going to talk about <laughs> How I Met Your Mother, episode 11, which is called How Lily Stole Christmas. So, um, older Ted says Christmas is a time to spend with your family. In Christmas 20, 2006, he could have spent it with his mom and Clint, his, his dad, dad, and his new love, Microbrews, or his cousin Stacy, who's super religious and weird. And he decides to spend it with none of them. He's going to spend it with his friends. So His other family. His other family, which is true. I have lots of friends who I would consider family. Um, so Marshall has one more paper to finish. And until he does that, he doesn't want to see Lily's Winter Wonderland. So he's walking around the apartment with his eyes closed. I... Waiting to bump into something. I love and hate this. Because also, how long do you think it took her to put all that together? And second... Why couldn't she just wait until he walked out the door? She would have all it, day. I know. Because maybe it did take hours and hours. So, um, it does take he hours He can smell hours. her cinnamon cookies, but he just wants her to save some. He says 20 cookies and the bowl and the with bowl. the batter in it. Like the leftover dough. Sorry, not batter. Dough. Um, but he doesn't want to know about anything else. So... Uh, Lily's going through the closet for more Christmas stuff and she finds their old answering machine and Ted explains that they packed it away when she left because the sound of her voice on it was making Marshall really sad. Yep. Um, which is true. I've been there. Yeah. Um, so Ted plugs it back in and Lily's like, there's a message. And so, um, they hit play and it's Ted's dad who says, I'm going to play golf, golf or with my friend Clint. Clint. Yeah. And Lily looks at Ted and Ted goes, mm-hmm, yeah, same Clint. Same Clint. And then it's a message from Ted telling Marshall to stop moping. Lily's not worth it. You need to get over her. And he calls her a Grinch. He does call her a Grinch, but older Ted voices over and says, says that's not what I, I said. Not, I didn't say Grinch. Right. And Lily kind of like looks at him and you called me you a, a what? And Ted goes, oh, fudge. And older Ted goes, but that's I not what say I said. Fudge. Um, so when we come back from the, you know, the first commercial break, um, Ted tries to blame it on Barney and Marshall. That's Barney. Yeah, that's, that's Marshall. Answering machines mess up your voice so bad. And she says, why would Marshall leave a message to Marshall? Yeah, and he's like, okay, fine, but that's not what I said. And she goes, why would you call me that? And so we flash back to Marshall in his, like, utter pit of depression. He's, you know, he's in bed and he's, like, barely dressed and then... When they finally get him out of bed, he just mopes about um, Lily and that she's gone and that, you know, like, he'll never love again. And so Ted does what guy friends often do, which is... Oh, and girlfriends, so too. Girlfriends do yeah. this, too. Is to push Marshall to admit Lily's faults, right? Like, that right. she wasn't perfect, that she, Tell you know, me something about... Her that you didn't like. Yes. Right. 
And so he finally gets Marshall to admit that Lily was selfish for going to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says once he opened the floodgates, like, it, it broke you loose. just couldn't stop. And so they're down at the bar, and Barney's there too, and he says... Um, they basically call Lily a laugh slut because, because she, she would, would laugh at laugh at anything. Yeah, at puns, at you know, dad jokes. Um, and then they start t- saying that she's not a good artist. Like she doesn't even have a beret. <laughs> Which okay. That, yeah, that's Barney's definition of a good artist. Um, and so Ted explains to Lily that you know he was trying to help him. That's what friends do. And Lily's like. But how can you call me that word? And so um, Ted goes down to the bar and Robin's down there. And here's what's funny. Robin's not offended. By the word. She's not. She's more like Ted. Ted, Teddy boy. Why would you say that? Why would you say that? You know, and so she, so that is a little weird to me. And we're going to get into that in a minute. Or, you know. We've got things. We've got things to say. Um, And Barney was like. Well, if you're, you know, if you think that that's an okay word to say, like, say it out loud. And he says it. He says Grinch. And this woman walking by just, like, looks so offended. As if he just said it to her. Right. And Ted's like, you planned that. And so Robin's like, well, you must have apologized. And basically Ted didn't. He says that, you know, it's Lily's fault for leaving in the first place. Mm -hmm. And up in the apartment, he actually called her that again. And she says, you know, you'll be sorry. She's busting out some Aldrin Justice. Oh, right? Oh, exactly, Aldrin Justice. Good call. And so down at the bar, um, while Ted's still telling this story, um, Barney calls him Ted Vivian Mosby. And Ted goes, that's That's not not my my middle name. name. And up until this point, we actually haven't heard his middle name. we have not. Okay. So, um, Barney sneezes, and it turns out that he is a cold, but it's not going to stop him from going hitting on women, because Christmas is a, so- is a time of sorrow and desperation, and it's the most wonderful time of the year. That's... He's gross. So Barney. Um, but Ted says that he should go apologize to her since it's Christmas Eve, and then we see Barney sneeze directly in a woman's face. Ugh. So gross. Has he already said that he's fied? I think he did a, see, he blew his nose and said, my nose was overflowing with awesomeness and I have to get it out. I'm fine. Like, yeah, like he Monica. absolutely does that. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. So, um, all three of them go up to Ted's apartment, but we just see Barney and Robin first. And then Barney sneezes so hard, he falls down. Like, into cracks the wall, himself. Into the radial, wall. radial heater? No. Radiator. Radiator. Now, I have sneezed hard enough to pop my own back. I've have you busted done some um, blood vessels in my eyes from, from a sneezing. sneeze? Yeah. Oh, I've only ever done that from, like, coughing or throwing up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure from a sneeze. You're talented. I but mean, then there was that time that you I got so sick. Like... You do. That you got so sick and coughed so hard that didn't you pull a rib? I did. Oh, Just, like, God. last year or two No, years you guys ago? were at the other house, I thought. I thought you were still at the old house. Maybe. But you are a delicate. <laughs> I am a and delicate. And so am I. Um, and so is Barney, we're going to find out. So 
Then we see Ted uh, following behind them, and he's got a full beer, like a full beer stein mug from downstairs. And he's bringing the beer Not to Lily. Not a single drop right? on like the did, walk up. Yeah, didn't spill a single drop. So this is a college tradition that in order to apologize to Lily, he would bring her a beer, and all would be forgiven. And he walks in, and all of the decorations are gone. Every single, almost every single one. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's, there's a... There's one little red ball, like, say, yes. who? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and so... But that's the point. She's like, well, the beer wasn't going to help this situation. And then he drinks it and he's like, well, the beer did help. Well, the beer <laughs> did help. Because he was like, oh, shit, all the decorations are gone and Marshall's right. coming. So he's freaking out now because he ruined Christmas. He did. So he actually calls her a Grinch. But, I mean, really, like, that have a time, Grinch stole Christmas. That time I did Grinch. Right. Um, he tries to call her, but his phone's voice dial calls Billy instead of Lily. Um, Robin is making Barney some tea and finds him smoking a cigar out on the fire escape, freezing his ass off. I don't understand why he... He's so committed to his awesomeness. <sighs> I mean, I guess, but also he has... N- I mean, nobody's ever brought anything home to smoke. Like... They have not had cigars on their back patio. And it's not even his patio. Oh. Like, what's what the fuck is the point of that? Well, he just says Lily won't let me smoke in the apartment, so of course he's going to go to the fire escape. I mean... Ugh. Yeah. I um, roll. Right? So, um, he comes inside and he sits down and he's explaining to Robin that he's not really sick, that, you know, he doesn't need to go home, he's going to go play laser tag and everything's going to fine. But literally, as soon as he sits down and he's, like, done talking, he... He falls asleep asleep mid-legendary. Yes. Yeah. Um, So Ted finally calls Lily, and she answers with Merry Christmas ass face, (laughs) which is what I shared on social media at Christmas because it's still really funny. And still really relevant. Yeah. And he is like, you have to bring back the decorations. And she says, well, you know what I would do with a kindergartner who used that kind of language? I I would would call call their their mother. Yeah. And so they fight a little bit, and she hangs up on him. And, and then so, she immediately calls back. And, oh, yeah, and says, take the cookies out of the oven. Ass face. Ass face. So Ted leaves um, to go talk to her in person, and on his way, Marshall calls Ted and says, like, how is Winter Wonderland going? And Ted tries to downplay it, and he's like, that's not really what Christmas is about. It's about family and, um, you know, the birth of Christ or Christ Moss to our Spanish friends. More that means Christ. More Christ. That's not what that means. Not. Um, and then he says, Well, what about the cookies? And then we see Robin with the fire extinguisher <laughs> screaming because the cookies have burned. Because and he said it to Ted. I mean, Lily said it to Ted and he didn't share that yes. information. I and think Robin um, probably would have let him burn anyway. I don't I, think she's actually you know, much she's of not, a cook. She's not a she's not a kitchen y type person. Yeah. Um but Ted goes they taste a little store-bought. Right? Because they're about to be. Um, so he hangs up, and then immediately his phone rings, and it's his mom. And, and she, she says... She says, Ted, Evelyn... Does she say Theodore? Any other way. No, Ted, Evelyn, Mosby. Mosby. So we do find out that his middle name is Evelyn. Evelyn. I'm okay with it. It might be a family name. It's fine. Um, And remind me, what is Ross's middle name? It's not Ross. It's Chandler. Oh, shit. You're right. Chandler, Chandler Muriel, Muriel Bings. Bing. Muriel is also traditionally a woman's name. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And but she says, Lily called me and told me what you said. Is are you acting out? Is this about Clint? And Clint gets on the phone, and Clint is terrible. Hey, buddy. You don't know this yet, but we're gonna be really good friends. And Ted's like, Clint, this isn't about you. I gotta go. And he keeps talking, and Ted just hangs up on him. Yep. He's gotta get on that subway like right now. And here's the thing. This is one of those times where. I miss being able to slam a phone. Oh, God. I miss knowing that it would be instantly a sound in their ear. Yep. And that you cannot do that on a cell phone. And I hung up on some friends during fights in in middle school, and I miss slamming a phone. And it's not, like, it wasn't even the same thing with a flip phone. Like, it was a little bit justifying, but, like, a legit phone that goes into a receiver. You can't make that noise. God. It's so unsatisfying. It wouldn't be great if you could like, somebody should invent an app that everybody can download so that when you're pissed off and you want to hang up on somebody, they know it. I mean, I guess you could just say fuck you and hang up. (laughs) That kind of, anyway. So, um, Back at the apartment, instead of going to his own house, Barney is in Ted's bed in sweatpants and a t-shirt, and he's acting like a toddler. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is t- acting like a toddler. But, but this is man He sick. is having the quintessential man cold. <laughs> Absolutely frustrating to deal with a sick man. Um, is your significant other like this sometimes? No. Never? No. What about when he broke his collarbone? Okay, that's different. He, he was kind of. He was he was a little needy. Okay. But he broke his fucking collarbone. He couldn't move his arm. And that's a lot of pain. So then who have you dealt with that acts like this? Just previous exes. Oh, okay. Yeah. You do actually have personal oh, experience. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh-huh. And of the two of us, I get the man colds. Oh, okay. I need you the attention. You are delicate. You pull I need ribs the, I need when you cough. The, I need the attention. I need the soupies. And if I I want... You just have to do it all for me. <laughs> Remember uh, when we talked about getting married? It's off. I, no, I, un- I already... Um, no, I, no, I, I, I already to you. I already told you it was never going to happen because <laughs> we cannot go to the grocery... I almost hit her with the We cannot go to the grocery store to get... That wasn't even why. That was not even why. Okay, we gotta keep going. Um, so, Robin brings him in a bowl of soup, and he says that he's too weak to hold it, but then he burns his tongue on the soup, and Robin tries to, like, cool it off, and she's annoyed. She's getting she's, she's getting some annoyed. She's like, all right, I'm out of here. Right? Oh, don't leave me. Right? Don't leave me. That's me. So then, <laughs> Ted gets to Lily's, and all the decorations are set up at her tiny apartment, which is legit, like, the size of this room. And I don't uh-huh. know how she fit a tree and, like, oh, she, but I mean, she, she made it work. She just put it all in there and crammed it in. Yeah. So Ted is like, come home, and he starts to apologize. And Lily's like, Ted, I know your fake apology is like, that's bullshit. Like, don't say it. And so he, she's like, you're clearly still mad. But why? Because Marshall has forgiven me. And Ted finally tells her, she, you... She says, I apologize, I apologize to Marshall. He's forgiven me. We've moved on. And Ted is like, yeah, that's the thing. You never apologized to me. You left me too. Right. Which, I mean, yeah. I, I Yeah. 
Well, no, and it's true because not only did she leave and Ted knew about it and Ted had to lie to Marshall about it in the mm-hmm. first place and then, um, you know, she leaves. But Ted had to pick up the pieces of Marshall yep. and that could not have been fun. Uh, um, not. So then they yell, and I'm using quotations here, Grinch at each other until the super shuts the power off and well, says... Sh- no, we don't know it's a super because she okay. said, great, you, now you've pissed off the big man upstairs. And Ted goes, I don't think God is turning off your your electricity. And she goes, no, my super. And you hear and him you yell hear him down. Go, you use that language anymore and I'm shutting off your water too. Um, so then Ted's like, um, you and Marshall should be together for Christmas. You can have the apartment, set everything back up. I'm going to go to my cousin Stacy's house. And Bye. he leaves. Um, so he calls to tell Robin, who starts to offer, like, I can come with you. And he's like, really? And she goes, tell me your answer answer first. (laughs) And so then she says that she's taking care of Barney, who she fed some codeine to, and he passed out. (laughs) And she goes, you're going to be a great mother. I put codeine in his tea. And he pauses. (laughs) You're going to make a great mother. Um, but we find out that Ted doesn't really want to go to his cousin Stacy's, which in the opening thing, we see a picture, a Christmas card, it's and there's Christmas like... Christmas card, and it says, uh, oh, come let us adore him. Yeah. Or something. It's yeah. Like like a super religious... They're all wearing the same outfit. It's, it's like they're on a ba- black background, uh-huh. like they're floating in space. So creepy. And they're all wearing red. And she's got... Four or five kids already, five, plus she's pregnant. Plus she's pregnant. Yeah. And I believe this is the cousin Stacy that was mentioned in mm-hmm. brunch or when whenever um, Robin met the parents. Yes. And that, like, Stacy's having another kid. So I think it might be number five. Um, or, I'm sorry, yeah, five six. or six. I think it's six. So Because I think there are three kids on this side of the table. And two. And two and Ted. And Ted. So then she's on number six. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, neither here nor there. Um, but they don't give gifts. In that they think that Santa is how Satan spells his name when, when he's, he's trying to trick us. <laughs> and so, here's the funny thing. There's there's stuff like this because I come from a pretty religious family. Like, my uncle is still a minister. We don't believe this stuff. Uh, like, I, I mean, this is not normal behavior. No, especially, this is, a, uh, this is, this so is like a different religion. So, um, Marshall comes home. To find that Winter Wonderland is all set up. Uh, let's stay in this scene because he says, I got you guys present. No, no, we haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. We haven't gotten there yet. Um, uh, yeah. This is just him telling Robin that he's going to Oh, right, 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 right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um. We, we were talking about the table. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. That's me. Um, so... Marshall got Lily her Christmas present um, instead of writing his paper. That was just like a cover. Oh, it's cool. I'll just get an extension. School's not important. School's not important. (laughs) Um, But so he tells her this story of how he got it. So it was delayed in shipping and he went to um, like the equivalent of UPS because it's it's a brown with gold stripe, but it's called something else. And um, he has to like run down the delivery truck and then he helps the driver or he stays in the truck while he's driving around until he finds his and then it turns out excuse me too much soda that the delivery driver can't get all of these gifts delivered um by the end of the day so some people aren't going to get their gifts and marshall being the sensitive midwestern boy that he is well i mean just 
I wouldn't even say that it's that, because I would do the same thing. Really? I'm from cold-blooded Southern California. You are a terrible person. I'm um, not a terrible person. I know, I'm joking. So he decides to help the guy, and there's this funny montage of them delivering presents with the song in the background, They Call Me Backdoor Santa. Which is It's just icky. super funny, and I think it's actually on the How I Met Your Music, or one of the How I Met Your Mother Spotify's on uh, that app, and you guys should check it out. Please. So Lily opens it. He doesn't wrap it. He doesn't anything. He just wants her to have it. And it's an easy bake oven, which she always wanted as a kid. Um, one of my friends had it. And I'm telling you, because Monica has an easy bake oven. Mm-hmm. And Ross jokes. And he's like, it wasn't so much uh, a, what was it? It was something about you didn't make muffins so much as like raw batter eater. And Monica goes, how can you expect a light bulb to cook brownies? Yeah. Um, and I know a friend that had one. I never had one though. And they I didn't really did one either. I mean, cause the light bulb could not get that hot. They were tiny anyway. So she says, but she never told Marshall this. She says, wait, how did you know? I never told you. So then there's a flashback to a couple months earlier when they no. first get back together. Or, like, a couple weeks earlier. No. Yes. Marshall and Ted are down at Ooh, the bar. The, and I'm flashbacking the wrong flashback. Yeah. Marshall says, I want to get her something really special. I'm getting her this I'm little I'm getting her a jukebox. Box. And Ted goes, that's awesome. Yeah, but not really. It's this big and get, spits out gum. Right. So, like, it's a little, like a little fake little gumball machine. Which little tiny ones that you can put on a desk. Right. It's, like, super cute. But If you could not, put, like, mints in that, I'd be down. But um, not the best. And so Ted says, no, I know what you should get her. And then there's a better flashback flashback to to 1996. When Lily and Ted are sitting on the floor of Ted and Marshall's dorm. Yeah, so actually it's 98. Sorry, I got the ear, the, like, he goes eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah, so eight years earlier from 2006, 1998. So So, they're hanging out. They had a couple of sandwiches. uh Uh-huh, amen. (laughs) And... They're waiting for Marshall to come back from wherever, and they're just talking, reminiscing, and she's like, I always wanted an easy bake oven. and But my feminist mom wouldn't, wouldn't allow, allow it, it because of gender stereotypes. Gender, gender norms, you yeah. know, whatever. And that's fine. Like, you do. Yeah, yeah. and Ted goes, that's what I'm going to name my van. Easy bake oven. <laughs> and then Marshall comes back in and goes. He opens the door, and he stands there. <laughs> I don't remember. No, no, no. Ted goes, how was the concert? And Marshall goes, goes like, I, couldn't I couldn't find, find the outside. <laughs> and, I mean, it's funny, and they laugh, but it reminded me of um, the movie Home, which, in hindsight, after that little snippet that you said while we were watching the act, you probably haven't seen, because it's a Disney movie. You're right, I have not. Yeah, well, anyway, the little alien character is inside a convenience store fridge, and he's knocking on it, he says, can I come into the out? That's cute. Can I come into the out now? Um, so then Lily goes, I can't remember. I can't believe that he remembered that after all this time. And mm-hmm. Marshall goes, I can't remember he remembered that after, after all, all that, that weed. weed. And but so. What's funny is we know that they were smoking weed, but Ted, older Ted, 
censors all of that. So I'm surprised that they didn't throw it into a sandwich right then. Saying sandwiches. Yeah. yeah that's true. Um, so then Marshall goes, by the way, where is Ted? And then you, it kind of cuts away, but what we assume is Lily says, like, we got into this fight. He's out He's at his out cousin's, his cousin's right? house. So then we do get to see Ted at his cousin Stacy's. With all the little munchkins. Right. And, and Stacy, that's when he says. Right. Like, mm-hmm. had gone into the kitchen and he goes, hey, you guys, don't tell your mom that I got you some presents. And, and one of them says, the like, gift of God's love. And he's like, no, no real presents. Real presents. And so then instantly Stacy walks back out and the kid goes, Ted got his presents. And she looks at him and I don't know if she says something to him immediately or if she just jumps into the line, well, we'll give him to charity. She goes, that's okay. We'll give him to charity, which is one of <laughs> the kid's names. <laughs> the little girl's like, yay. And she goes, no, no. I mean the less fortunate. Um... So then they're also wearing the matching clothes, like red sweaters, white top underneath, black pants. I'm I'm guessing because they took their Christmas photo in it, and, like, that's going to be their Christmas outfit for that year. I I don't know. That's creepy. Like, our parents would, like, we had Christmas Eve clothes. Yeah, And then we we, had Christmas Day outfits. I guess that's true. At least for, you know, a handful of years, and then there's, like, there's five of you. We can't. Yeah, that's true. We can't wrangle all these so monkeys. they asked Ted to say grace, and he's like, no, why, why don't one of you guys do it? And Charity's like, well, why don't you just recite your favorite passage of scripture? And he's like, well, oh, which it's one? it's so hard to choose, There's, just one. They're all good. That one from Pulp Fiction is really good, <laughs> and I don't remember what he's talking about. Pulp Fiction is not my jam. Like, I've seen it a couple times, I but I don't it like it. for the first time last summer, and it was okay. I like it. It was good. It yeah. was worth watching. Um... But I don't know if that was just like a like a reference to the movie or if there was No, I'm no no, Samuel L. Jackson actually says a oh, line of right. scripture, he but does. I don't remember what oh. it is. It's like Isaiah something. It was actually just referenced on another T V show that I was watching or gosh, I swear it was it was so jeopardy question. Like what book is Samuel Jackson's character citing from in Pulp Fiction um, and it was Isaiah something. Um, I'm pulling it up right now. Right now. Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Okay. Oh, the path of the righteous man is beset on all the sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who, in the name of charity and goodwill, shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. Well, that says had, that has charity in it. That'd be funny if he had actually known to recite that Oh, one. man, that would have been good. Uh, but, yeah, he, like, goes off on the kid that he annihilates anyway oh yeah neither here nor there i but it is a funny reference in the middle of how many mother, mother to have a pulp fiction reference. well and to have a pulp fiction reference in the middle of your incredibly religious, religious cousin's oh, christmas yeah. day I'll, i have a pulp fiction story to tell you later oh. um so there's a knock at the door and he goes to answer it to get out of saying grace and it turns out that it's all the gang well and he says charity i'm tagging you in yes. so okay yeah. if if and, we were clever enough to tie it back to Pulp Fiction. Right. And so from the table you hear, who is it? And he goes, it's Carolers. Which all I can think of is um, Love Actually. Oh, when he comes to tell yeah. Kira Knightley and he, the sign actually says, say that it's Carolers. Yeah. And- or Carol Singers. And so he says that and they all kind of look at each other and all of a sudden um, Marshall goes, Silent night. Like he and starts then singing. Barney harmonizes. And of like course, we know nobody's Neil, Well, Neil Patrick Harris really can sing. I know. Because, like, Tony Award winning uh. guy. Um, and so then Lily apologizes. 
um, she with hands the him beer. the beer and he's like, I accept, give it to me. Are you coming home? And, and no, he said, he says, but I haven't apologized to you. And she's like, right. And she's you, like, are you sick, are you of, sick apologizing? of apologizing? Let's just forgive and move forward. And she goes, by the way, I was kind of a Grinch. And then the kid, one of the kids, the older ones is like, what's a Grinch? And, and this, this, she's a kindergarten she, teacher. She's not supposed to say this. She goes, it's a word you're not supposed to say. And he just starts repeating it. Yeah. Every single one of the other kids starts repeating it. Stacey spits out her drink. The face of the parents is undeniably perfect. Yeah. And Marshall just looks, or Marshall, Ted looks at everybody and goes, run. And like, I think he grabs his jacket from the hook and they just book it. They do. Um, He's not staying for any more of that no and so then the final scene is marshall devouring the bowl of cookie dough in a very sexually explicit way i have so many feelings about this cookie dough bowl please tell I, me. number one you eat cookie dough to your heart's content i do sometimes i just get cookie dough to if, have cookie dough without the egg though sometimes i just get or make cookie dough to have the cookie dough it's fine I'm not afraid of salmonella from cookie dough. I'm, I'm just not. Right. But so, you don't eat eggs in the in general. Oh, right. But I eat eggs and cookies. All right, and I cakes know. and muffins. Like, okay. I eat my eggs in things. Wait, are we going to have to call Tibbs on the blueberry muffin dough? Better? So, I'm not okay. done telling you how I feel about this. Okay, I'm sorry. Do not, under any circumstances, leave cookie dough out for, I don't know, 20 hours and then sit down and eat it and not because I'm afraid of the timeline and generating bacteria or any of that I am legit talking about the little crusty pieces Mm. that get nasty and this happens on all food like you make a pot of chili you put it in the fridge it gets a crusty ring that's nasty don't fucking do it okay just don't but if she'd put it in like Tupperware with like a lid on it okay okay but she didn't he said don't touch the bowl that's true so I would hope that she at least put it in the fridge for a little while. In the well, but it's still going to get that crusty layer, mm, and true. it's going to get it faster. Okay. Um, but the fact that he's making like sexual noises also is a little disturbing. Yes. Although, um, you know, if you get a good bite of something, you just it's mm, true. You just mm, a little bit. Um. Now, the thing that we really have to talk about with this episode. Yes. And we're going to talk about a couple different things because, and a couple other people and somebody else's podcast as well. Yeah. Is the meaning of Grinch. So it's been up for debate in our world since it came out. And a lot of folks believe that it is the word bitch because bitch and Grinch kind of rhyme. Yes. But Julie in particular, believes that it is the C word. I do believe it's the C word. Now, why do you think that it's, besides the the fact that they rhyme, why I'm, do you think that I'm it's still bitch? so torn because, I mean, bitch is so mainstream now. Like, oh, that's bitchin'. And don't be a bitch. And the C word... That we, are, that we are not saying on this podcast is... is we're explicitly rated. I know, but, like, neither one of us has said it. Like, we're just... We're going to say it once before we're done. I'll say oh, it. Oh, are I'll we? I'll say it. So, so um, I, I'm torn as to what it truly is because of the reaction that everybody in the show is having. Like, okay, 
yeah, your mom might be pissed that you called your best friend's ex-fiance a bitch, but she'd be really pissed if you called her the C-word. Mm-hmm. But then so wouldn't your girlfriend, who is also her best friend? <sighs> yes. And here's the thing. I, I think Robin's response is more in line with a dude's response. That's true. Which also circles back to maybe it's bitch. Okay. Because Robin is not feeling as strongly towards it. Now, Robin has a lot of, like, um, male, more masculine traits anyway because mm-hmm. of the way that she was raised, except for her mall touring days. Um, so, I don't I don't really know, but I, I it will be interesting to... Because you didn't ever listen to their episode, did you? Did I did you not. That far? Okay. I did so, not. We're going to so, go with, with why Julie thinks that it's the C word. Okay? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So, first, I've always thought that it was. Yes. Because of the way Everybody that reacts. Ted's mom reacts mm-hmm. and the woman at the bar. Because if yeah. you were just you were walking just past bitch. and someone said bitch, mm-hmm. I'd just be like, well, screw you too. But if you were walking past a stranger and they said cunt... I'd be like, you get who a the fuck are you talking to? Yeah. Like, I would literally be like, I'm sorry, what? I wouldn't even say I'm sorry. Now, over the years, I have embraced this word a little bit more than I used to. It used to highly offend mm-hmm. me. I used, I've been called it in public by a customer when I was a um, head cashier at Burns & Noble in Reno, Nevada. I was not amused. I, in fact, may have gone in the back room and cried. I would not be surprised by the end of that story. Thank you. I um, called my stepmom it one time, but she may have really deserved it. She doesn't anymore. I love her. Uh, this is my sister's mom, so not really my stepmom anymore, but still my stepmom. She she told she told my dad some things about me and my personal life. Yeah, and I called her that name. Okay. I also think that if you attach it to another word, it's less offensive. Like if you say "cunt waffle" for example. <laughs> okay. Which I but um, in its origin, it is a very offensive word. Mm-hmm. It's the the reference to female anatomy, the derogatory way mm-hmm. that it references female anatomy. The way that it was used over the years, it is a very derogatory word. And I am telling you this right now. If a dude, especially someone I was friends with or dating, called Mm -hmm. me that word, I would probably try and cut out his tongue. Yeah. I still think that it, it is, you have to be so mad at someone to use that word. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, and Lily's reaction, I, I do think it. that that's what Ted mm-hmm. was... I think that that's the illusion that they're going for. The other side of that is, if you have not listened to Hey Beautiful's uh, uh, recap of this episode, um, Kate and Caitlin both believe that it's the C word. And obviously I had listened to this episode like a year ago right. when I was first getting into... Their podcast, their podcast and I binged it hardcore at my editing job. I believe a lot. I I agree with a lot of what they're saying. Now and they they dive deep into they really do. And and for being females and understanding the origin of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and that actually Kate is also a 
writer and editor, so she understands, like, word usage and history of that kind of stuff, like, the lexicon of words. Um, I really side with them. So, what's really cool is, and this leads us into some fun stuff stuff that's not ours, but we are happy to promote a sister podcast. Well, before that, so... Officially, Julie is saying that it is the C word. The C word. And officially, I am also saying that it is the C word strictly because of true reactions. I, it's hard though because, like, they chose the word Grinch for two reasons. How or, the Grinch know, stole Christmas. Right. They, they stole it to, to but play into that, but also. It rhymes. It rhymes. It could be because it rhymes. So, officially, Julie and I agree that it is the C word. Okay. So, now... If you have other opinions, please let us know. If you're going to talk about it with us on social media, um, you You, don't have to censor yourself, but I mean, if you don't want to type out the C word, we totally understand if you just put C word. Yeah. My other thing is I love... See you next Tuesday. On From Sex and the City. See you next Tuesday. Now, Um, um, Kate and Caitlin had the amazing opportunity uh, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, by the time this episode airs of going to New York and meeting Craig and Carter, Mm -hmm. meeting Josh Radner. Um, I think they met the woman who played Victoria, Ashley Williams, um, who I just threw up something on because she was on CSI and possibly they met Kristen Millian, the mom, the mom, the mom, but I'm not positive. So on in a couple of days, so okay, so we so record, we on, record Sundays. on Sundays. So it is Sunday the twenty third. This will air on, on Thursday, Thursday the twenty sixth, seventh. Yes, but this Tuesday the twenty fifth, um, on their Patreon, they are um, being Kate and Caitlin have a uh, are doing a little video live thing. They talked to Josh Radner at this event in New York City. It was a fundraiser and there was a concert and they met at the bar that like McLaren's is based based on. on. All these things. They asked Josh Radner what Grinch really means. Like what he thinks or what. Yes. So they they talked about this. So you have to be um, either an almighty five or a high six. Something. I I don't know what their breakdown is, but if you go to their Patreon page, um, it'll tell you. And you do have to be um, one of their subscribers. Yeah, so it's either their $10 or $20 tier. And you can do anything between $10 and $20. Um, It's high high six six or almighty five. Um, And you get access, I mean, you get access to a ton of stuff, don't get me wrong, like, they have an amazing Patreon that makes me, like, super jealous. Um, Actually, hold on, I was trying to tell, get it to tell me what you get for that. Um, So, for their $10 tier, you get access to, um, they do bonus episodes, they, you get their regular episode early, um, you get photo content, like, from their trip that they just took, um, you get access to the, um, book recommendation and their hymnium themed recipe. So, basically, we're going to join their Patreon because we want some of this stuff, but we definitely want to hear what Josh Radner had to say about, um, the true meaning of Grinch. 
Um, and so as far as we know, these videos and audio clips on their account stay up for quite a while. So if you don't hear this until Thursday, join their You'll Patreon. You can still, still go there. back and check and it out. we are going to do them the favor of not reporting back. Um, no, absolutely. We're going to let you guys find out. So we're going to listen to it on Tuesday, put this up still on Thursday. But then if if, if you, you want, want to their input, go back yeah. and listen to their. Well, um, it's not even their input. It's their conversation right, with, with Josh, Josh Radner. Um, so, uh, yeah, but that's not for us to. And we love their podcast. Yeah, like so I absolutely wouldn't... save their podcast now for when I'm going on like a road yeah. trip because they make me so happy. I do and I just did. end up laughing in the car. Um so, we need to do friend of the day, and then we're going to do one other quick update. So, who's your friend of the day? Because I have mine. Oh, good call. Yep. Uh, I'm fairly certain Ross hasn't been picked at all. Um, yet. I mean, not this season. Uh, but he pulls it together. Uh, he puts his self aside. And you know what's funny is, after, I don't know... It's after the ceremony, but I don't know if it's after he and Susan dance or not. Carol and Susan are posing for a photo, and somebody was like, oh, would you look at that? And he goes, yeah. It's Monica and Ross. It's Monica and Ross together. And Monica says, would you look at that? And he says, it's it's hard. You just can't not. You just can't not or something like that. And so, like, you can tell that he still has some residual feelings for Carol. And, yeah, like, it really, it was not a fair split they didn't end as friends like he was still very much in love with his wife so a lot of that is still hanging around um so he put all that aside he walked his ex down the aisle which parent thing aside I think that's very like symbolic in itself um and you know he he, oh yeah, the like I I finally released right. you. That yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's nice. And you know he danced with Susan, and they're getting along and they're co-parenting pretty well. Like, I this ep- this episode goes to Ross. Okay. So well, um, you bring up lots of good things, and I wrote mine really quick after the episodes were done and so maybe I just had How I Met Your Mother in my head Mm. but I'm actually giving it to Robin. Oh, also good. Um, She, And I think for the How I Met Your Mother episode it could actually, you know, Marshall because he gives away all those gifts Mm -hmm. and spends his own time doing that thing but he's also kind of just a nice dude. Right. And like, he's a pretty good friend for the most part. Um, I have a little niggle in the back of my head where I'm like, I kind of want to give it to Ted for showing Lily that she hurt other people, not, but he didn't do it in a great way. he didn't way. do it in a great way So at all. I'm going to have to pull that back and rein it in, and I'm going to stick with my first instinct, which yep. was Robin, yep. for putting up with Barney's whiny ass. Mm-hmm. And for maybe not slugging Ted for saying that word. Yeah. <laughs> Although I still think she should have, but she's her, Robin is her own little it, amalgam like, of a, it, you just never it, expect what, what she's going to gonna do. I don't no, know what's absolutely coming not. next. No. She's, no. So, she's. Yep crazy so um our last little recap uh or update is um next week we're actually going to do an episode that's just two friends episodes so as we've explained before there's a different number of episodes per season for each show and friends Friends has has two two more um so next week it will be the one um after the super bowl parts one and two so there won't be a hymnium episode um, but I'm sure we'll have plenty to say about him, yum, things that, that are, cross over. yeah, are yeah. somehow similar. Um, 
And then the following week, we'll go back, and the episodes will be differently numbered, but we'll always we'll, let you know which one's coming next so that you can yes, watch so with us. so that you're still ready. Yeah, so that you can um, uh, comment on social media. We'd still love to hear, you know, friend of the day. Uh, and it's not going to change our episode numbers. No, our episode numbers will stay the same, um, but I will always put in the show notes and um, in the call out for like our your friend of the day, mm-hmm. um, what episodes we'll be covering, and, and then um, we may. Um, no, we're good. Yeah. Um, oh no, I was thinking we may have a special guest next week, but we're oh. still working that out. Yeah. So we're hopefully, to. our friend Vanessa will be joining us um, either via Skype or live here in our studio. Air quotes. Um, <laughs> but Stu- uh, we are. So, so we are tech. so profesh around here. We're so profesh. Um, as we're cuddled up with pillows. Pillows and blankies. Yeah. I'm fine with this is the way that we record. Um, and if we could just teach Radley to meow when we say something to her, that would be our sign off. Uh, I um, did teach my cat to sit, but she, you can't see that on a podcast. It's true. We should so. video it and put it on social. Um, she sits for a treat. Right. Um, well, sometimes just not. She's so Like, fun. she just sits because you make the hand, you make the hand motion. Anyway, um, my cat is precious. But we're really looking forward to um, 4th of July. So yeah. we will be talking about um, fun stuff that we have going on. And we'd love to hear your 4th of July plans. And obviously, if you are going out of town for 4th of July, um, bring us with you. No kidding. Download, I don't know, I use Podcast Addict. Download a bunch of our episodes. Maybe a bunch of Hey Beautiful. Maybe a bunch of Handbag Marinara. Oh, yeah. And The Worst Friend. And you told me there was a That 70s Show pod. There is a That 70s Show pod you that I was going to tell is. you about. It's it's Because I want to know. Because so I love that it's, show. Here's the caveat, though. What? After, like, season two, they take a break and they haven't come back yet okay so here's my thought is after this is done in four years we're doing a that 70s show one so that's uh, one of my no absolute... i thought we were gonna do hallmark movies no yes that wasn't me uh that was allison you then. go ahead and back no we just talked about this like two weeks ago i don't do hallmark movies podcast no legitimately i do lifetime movies sure maybe lifetime movies there's already a lifetime podcast it's I called mother care. may i sleep with podcasts yes and she's amazing. Um, so if anyone needs podcast recommendations. Or if anybody has podcast recommendations. You, like, just message me on Twitter because I will tell you some freaking amazing podcasts to listen to because I am a podcast addict. So, so with that being said, find me that I, I searched that one and I couldn't find it. The other one, too, is obviously we were just, we just had our friends from Retro Late Fee. Oh, yeah. So... Check out our podcast network, bigheadsmedia.com, because yep. they are amazing. There's some good stuff. I there mean, it's some. a little bit of everything. There's a wrestling podcast. There's um, Boy Meets World, which is another TV oh, kind yeah. of spinoff. There's the ladies Faves over at Faves of Our Lives who have done a Friends takedown, and they did a really funny one about, um, oh gosh, I was just listening to one of their podcasts recently, and now I can't remember. Okay, we should head out. We're going to end on that, but we I mean, are. obviously um, check out our peeps too come find us on social media on um facebook and instagram we are how i met your friends oh no we do have one more thing what from instagram oh yeah read what she said okay so we were talking katja and i were talking i should see if we have any new reviews and we were talking about schooling and how like 
anyway, she she did her uh, oral presentations in English. Anyway, mm-hmm. so it, that part's cool. We can get into that a little bit later. But the thing that um, I want to talk about is she obviously was listening, and she said, I enjoy that I, I'm a friend on the podcast. Thank you for that. With a little heart eye emoji. And then um, we had talked about how we weren't sure if we were pronouncing her name right. Yeah. And she says, my name is actually Katrina, but nickname is Kata, or sometimes even Kacha, like Julie said. But Kata, the way you, or Kacha, the way you said it is absolutely fine. So, that's our little mini update. And then we jumped back into Ross and Rachel, and some bloopers. So, anyway. She's so fun. She's she's good. I mean, she keeps me on my toes. Um, And, like, her... Instagram feed is full of fun stuff to look at, too. Yeah. Um, we got a few new reviews on um, iTunes. Um, I don't think I read this one. Knits 11 said, If you're a fan of Friends and or How I Met Your Mother, this podcast is a must-listen. It's fun, lighthearted, and entertaining. Highly recommend. Um, Eric Salas said, Love the shows and love the podcast even more. Thanks. Yay. And then Matt Winter Watson says, If you're a fan Ooh. of either show, you'll love this podcast. It's so interesting hearing the episodes compared and contrasted. Great analysis, fun listen. Um, we've gotten some reviews, or sorry, some ratings without reviews, which we always appreciate too. So we're up to 15 five star ratings. Look at us. I know. I really appreciate they like us. They, like they really us. like us. Okay, you're so funny. Shut um up. Okay, that is really it. Thanks yeah. for hanging out with us. We told you it'd be a long one, but we really wanted to deep dive into the uh lesbian wedding and we also wanted to talk about Hey Beautiful's upcoming exciting thing. I know. Um so Yeah, I'm excited to see what um, I, Josh Radner had to say or listen. I'm very yeah, excited. I love both those ladies. So, so um until next time, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.